today on City Cash Chicago. I know I'm not the only Chicagoan that just ignores recycling. Seriously, as a whole, our city is pretty bad at it. Uh, that's the wrong qualifier. We are really bad at it. Like less than 10% of our waste is recycled bad. But in the new year, I'm trying to do a little bit better. That's why we're revisiting our conversation with Axio Chicago's Monica Ang to talk about how Chicago got so bad in the first place and ways to improve our recycling habits. It's Monday, January 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. I brought you back because you have been so gracious over the last two and a half years to serve as my personal 311. Uh, and now I've got questions about recycling. So welcome back to City Cash Chicago, Monica. Thanks so much. I am uh, always happy to be your 311 unless you've got a dead animal in front of your house and you need someone to come <laughs> by with a shovel. I can't do that. Uh, I, I wouldn't I would never ask you to do that. Uh, the big question, why is Chicago so bad at recycling? What, what, what are some of the factors that go into our horrendous record? Well, I have to believe that some of it has to do with our cynicism over a lot of failed programs over the year. Blue bag, blah, blah, <laughs> uh, blue <laughs> bin. And then a lot of exposés, you know, you talk to the Department of Streets and Sanitation and sometimes they'll be like, well, you guys are always doing these exposés, making it seem like we're not doing anything. And I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do if you're not really doing anything? <laughs> a guy said to me, he said, I've been spying on uh, the recycling bins in Chicago Park Districts and seeing that they're just dumping them in the garbage can. And the guy was actually a documentary maker. I said, if you can send me that video, I would love to put it online. <laughs> so there will be more stories. And, and I think, you know, as people wonder if this stuff is actually getting recycled, plus a lot of stories that that looked at how you know certain countries in Asia are no longer taking plastic, I think that really contributes to the cynicism. But that said, all the other cities are doing much better at waste diversion, especially San Francisco. It all gets complicated. There's something called tipping fees. So how much it costs to send all of our crap to landfills is actually very cheap in the Midwest. And so it's easier just to like say, ah, who wants to sort anything? Let's just send it all to the landfill. Do you have a sense of what the comparable price there is? Like how much are we saving to just dump everything together? I wish I had the very latest figures in front of me, but every time I do the story, they say, yeah, it costs more to divert it. But you have to think about um, how things are improving by diverting it. So it's better for the environment and it's better mm. to to take this plastic and make it into something else or this glass and to make it um, into more glass. So in San Francisco, it costs more to send it to landfills than to recycle it. Here, the okay. the equation is different. And so it's, it's much easier for a municipality to say, oh, I want to save money, so just send it to the old landfill. So some people have talked about making it artificially more expensive to send it to a landfill so that municipalities will do the right thing. So there are a bunch of factors that lead us to bad recycling. And But one of the factors that we can work on, and maybe the media should play another role, I should do another 10 stories, is teaching people that it can be simple, that, that it, it's probably going to get recycled, and that 
don't put this in there, but do put that in there. When I go Google Chicago recycling history, not only do I get the numbers where we're recycling less than 10 percent, where mm-hmm. places on, on the West Coast are, are hitting their 70, 80 percent marks. Uh, but your name come up over and over. You've been writing about this for years and years and years. Why, why should I care if we're recycling? Like you said, there, there's so much cynicism out there. We don't. How much impact is it having on the environment? If I recycle, will Chicago recycle? Like, why should I be I paying attention? Because it's the right thing to do. I cannot guarantee you, just like the documentarian said, yeah, some of it seems to be just dumped in the regular garbage trucks. But theoretically, if it's done right, and I have to believe every time there's a new administration, I say, this is the one that's going to do it right. If it's done right, this stuff, at least a percentage of it can go into making that next plastic bag or that purse that is made out of, you know, your old Mountain Dew bottle um, or glass and, and, and aluminum. Oh, please, if you just recycle anything, please recycle your cans, because that is something that where you can recycle almost 100% of it can be made into another uh, another aluminum can. And so if we get it right, uh, if the markets for plastic grow again, then this can actually be something that in the ideal world could create a revenue source for the city. It's better just than sending it to a landfill because we are running out of landfills. I mean, are we supposed to be recycling in Chicago? Is somebody like, is this required by law? It's not required by law. So so streets and sanitation, they take care of everybody who is in anything from a single family home up to, I believe, a six flat. Anything over that um, is taken care of by private haulers. And you can knock out your landlord and say, hey, uh, I'm in a 10 flat and my landlord does not have any recycling. Some people have found uh, there was retribution and their landlord wasn't happy that they were knocked out. But you should be able to report your landlord to the city if they do not pay for a recycling hauler. Some investigations of that in the past were finding that the city was not properly fining or effectively or robustly fining and following up on these complaints. But theoretically, every building in the city should have a recycling hauler. So if if your building is taken care of and that's a private place before single family homes and, you know, six flat and beneath, you said that streets and sands is processing that. Those should be Chicago garbage trucks, but um, they may not say the city of Chicago on the side. They may say Lakeshore recycling because that is now our number one hauler after that huge scandal with waste management, where it was seen that they might have a dual interest in, in rejecting. So, so when they go and they see the blue bin and they say, okay, so someone put a bunch of uh, spaghetti on top of these pizza boxes, and then they smashed up all the glass, and then the glass got stuck in the pizza box. They're like, this is contaminated. Guess what? It's going to landfill. Sometimes it could go to their landfill, which would get them more money in tipping fees. That was the, the conflict of interest that the BGA reported on. Have I ever talked to you where there wasn't a conflict of interest, a scandal, <laughs> some corruption hidden in the numbers or hidden in the history? I don't know. Uh, I, I hope I hope one day I can talk to you about some good news. Um, but what the <laughs> biggest problem I see is, and a lot of um, recycling experts, including the oldest recycling expert in Chicago, see Ken Dunn, he said the problem is we've got single stream recycling where we're like, just throw it all in one bin. I don't care if it's glass. I don't care if it's paper. I don't care if it's, um, if it's, it's a tin can. And the problem with that is 
there is that contamination. We wouldn't have contamination if we separated, if we had multi-stream or at least two-stream. And that's what Ken Don says would, would make all the difference in getting these commodities to the sorting facilities in such good shape that they actually could make money for the city. I'd imagine a huge mistake amongst individuals is that we're not even separating it from our garbage, uh, let alone sort of breaking up the different recyclable materials. And that's what the city says to me. They're like, Monica, I can't even get people to like not throw their baby's diapers in here. You really think I'm going to get them to separate paper from glass and cans? I said, well, you can try. Maybe, right? If we can at least start selling these commodities and making this a more successful program. So again, lots of complications. So when we try to recycle, what are the biggest mistakes that we're making as individuals? Contamination. So, okay, there's a pretty good chance that we could get a stack of newspapers to a a paper mill and recycle them. And, you know, there's a lot of confusion around pizza boxes. Some people say, never put a pizza box in. I talked to the experts that say, we would love high quality cardboard. Just make sure there's no, like not a ton of cheese stuck to it. You know, there's that round thing that you get in your pizza box underneath your pizza. And then there's the pizza box. Get rid of the round thing because that usually has a bunch of globs of pizza pizza, cheese, and sauce on it. But if as long as your box is not like totally soaked in grease, it is good stock for recycling. People don't understand that. There's a lot of conflicting information about there. So do recycle your cardboard, flatten your cardboard, close the lid on the blue bin. If, it, if rain gets in there, a lot of that stuff, again, gets contaminated. And so uh, one thing you can't control is your neighbors. So you're perfect at recycling. You're, you're, you're breaking down all your Amazon boxes. You're rinsing out your mayonnaise cans and dumping out all the beer from your Budweiser cans before putting them in. And then your neighbor comes in and throws like dirty diapers full of poop in there or, you know, uh, all sorts of tuna fish all over it and then smashes a bunch of glass that gets embedded into the paper. Then that all the work you've done is screwed up. So those are some mistakes that happen. I don't know. Some people said the, the way you can get around having your neighbors ruin everything for you is pull your blue bin into your yard if you have a yard and then push it back out on collection day. That way, like theoretically, your household has its own blue bin and that way your neighbors can't screw things up for you. I I know it's the right thing to do. I'm just sitting here thinking (laughs) I've got to hope that all of the work that I put in is matched by the people. I live in a, a, a tin flat, right? There's, you know, dozens and dozens of families who live here. Then I got to make sure everyone in the building, hopefully, is also cleaning and putting their stuff in the recycle. Then I got to make sure that the building is licensing a private company to come and get the recyclable. And then that's going to get to the city and then or to the company. And then they're just going to one stream it all together. And, and so at some point, it feels like the work is going to get knocked off of the track. It seems like so many steps to, to, to get things right. What are some of the biggest questions you've gotten over the years? Let me quiz you. What do you do with your yard waste? You're talking about like leaves. Yeah, uh, leaves, grass know, clippings, clippings. from the mowing. Oh, weeds. Are you supposed to put that in a bag and put it separate? Like put it next to your garbages? You're not supposed to actually put them in your garbage can, right? And and call, call 311 to say, yeah, you say, call hey, I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got a bag of weeds next to my garbage can. Can you please pick it up? And okay, here's another quiz. When you recycle, 
Uh, what kind of bag should you should you put your recycling in when you put it in the bin? Trick question. You shouldn't. You should just put your recyclables in the bin. No bag. And so it's like it's so confusing to like make sure you bag up your garbage. Uh, they they always want to make sure bag up, your, but do not do not bag up your recycling. Make sure there's not a single bag. In fact, if we see some plastic bags, they're gonna mess up our sorting facility and it might be contaminated. It's all so confusing. I'm supposed to clean the Italian Fiesta box. <laughs> and then keep it around separate from the trash in the crib until I'm ready to throw the trash. I, I know I want to do better. I'm not I'm not just throwing in a bunch of excuses as to why I'm not going to improve as a recycler. I'm just acknowledging how many different steps there are. It's, uh, it's confusing. It's complicated. Enforcement is not good. Well, there is a place in North Park Nature Center where Ken Dunn, who's the OG of recycling in Chicago, has a multi-stream sorting facility. And um, so you can feel really good about yourself. Like, hey, kids, let's get in the car and let's put all our recycling. All right, that's where the green glass goes. That's where the brown glass goes. Hey, let's put our stack of old New Yorkers over there. And boy, do we feel good about ourselves. And he really does do it. It's had some problems with the city where they said that it wasn't being kept up properly. Um, I think those have been taken care of. And then you can go for a nature walk right there in the, it's the old TB sanitarium, but now it's a nature center after you've done your feel good recycling. That is one way that I feel confident that stuff is actually going to be recycled. I mean, how do we know if our recyclables are actually getting recycled? You can do a stakeout and you can watch as they, they pick it up and then go to the transfer station and watch when it goes from the transfer station to the facility. Journalists have done that, but like, are they showing us a Potemkin village? You know, because you have to go through the publicist. Who knows? Interesting. We're running out of landfill space. We need to educate the, the city at large on recycling. Monica, wh where do we start here? Well, that's what I'm bothering them about. I mean, I, can they get consumers to start trusting so that they actually put the recyclables in there and that they're in a condition that can be recycled in order to get it to this facility and start sending out these commodities to hopefully make the city some money back? So what are you saying to people beyond it's the right thing to do? Sure, we want the city to do better. We want the companies to do better. But we also have to, to start. What does that look like in your daily practice, Monica? How are you exhibiting good recycling behavior in your own daily life. And how can I pick up on that? We have a lot of containers in our house. One of them is just for recycling. And it's just a, it's just a nice handy pail with handles. So we don't put any bag in there. So there's never the bag issue. And it's easy just to kind of walk outside and, and dump that in there. I, I tell my kids, you know, rinse it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. They've got machines. They can get the rest of that peanut butter out of there. Um, talk to your neighbors and say, hey, guys, we all want this stuff to not be contaminated. So do we all know the basic rules? They might think you're a weirdo. Um, on the composting front, you can do a lot of that at home. You can leave your leaves and your grass right on your lawn and they will compost themselves. You can do a mulch pile. You can have composting bins like we have in our back. There's this new thing called a Lomi that I just bought and you always, always want to like buy stuff. But I can take all my food scraps and put it in basically what looks like a big crock pot. Three hours later, it becomes 
this dust. It looks like cornflakes, basically, that I can throw in my composter or throw in my garden that immediately takes away about a third of all of the, the waste I'm creating in my kitchen. If you can't afford a loamy, you can probably, um, you know, compost in your backyard. You know, just make sure you're balancing it right. My daughter didn't. Boy, did she stink up her house back in college. Like all her roommates wanted to throw her out because it, it smelled horrible <laughs> for like three months. So just, you know, balance the stuff out. Make sure you're not getting rats. Or you can get there a lot of composting services, Urban Canopy, Collective Resource, and more who will come and pick up your organic waste. It costs like 300 bucks a year if you can afford it. That's another way you can make sure that the waste you're creating in your house goes back to create something good for the earth like compost. Any extra tips for renters in big buildings like myself? It depends on the relationship you have with your landlord. If your landlord is not doing this, you might want to politely remind them that the law says they have to provide a recycling service. If you are worried they're going to like penalize you, then you might want to have a friend drop a dime on them. But basically, you can call 311 and say, X address does not have a contractor for recycling. Um, and, you know, if you have, you know, like a condo committee where everyone talks, say, hey, guys, you know, I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to be the chair of the recycling committee and and have like fun recycling information parties. Let's have a pizza and show everyone how to break down that pizza box. Axios Chicago's writer Monica Ang, a recycled pizza party. That that's that's what we got for y'all today. I, I appreciate you so much, Monica. Thank you, Jacoby. Now, that composting bit that Monica was talking about near the end is really important. Research estimates about a fifth of Chicago's waste is organic material that could be composted. Since we last talked, the city launched a free food scrap drop-off program. Basically, you sign up and you can bring your food scraps to one of the 15 sites, keeping them out of landfills. We've got a link in the show notes to learn more. And yes, composting, food scrap, drop-off, kind of the same thing. They just, you know, they want to scare people away. Before I let you go, for more news and events, head over to our website, chicago.citycast.fm. And if you like what you see while you're there, sign up to become an official CityCast Chicago member. Starting at just eight bucks a month, you can get ad-free listening and members-only updates. We got some real fun things coming out this year for members, so get tapped in now at membership.citycast.fm. You know I got some good news. Want to learn more about city government and even get paid to attend public meetings? Well, maybe you should consider City Bureau's Documenters program. They're hosting a documenters orientation tonight at their Bronzeville office. I'll drop a link in the show notes for you. As always, we appreciate you for listening, reading. We're going to be back bright and early tomorrow morning. Maybe bring a new friend with you, a new family member. Put somebody on City Cash Chicago, and we'll talk to all of y'all then. Peace. <laughs>